Shelby. And we're here on Walking with Christ. And today we have we are going to talk about the book of Job. 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 <laughs> I always say his name wrong. It's a real problem of mine. I I just can't read. It's a problem. Oh, no, but anyway, oh, so God. now we're going to that's that's our plan for you know, a little bit is we're going to go through the book of Job. Job, Job, that's his name, and see what his, or his, he has to offer in his story. So. Yeah, so we're going to take it chapter by chapter each Mm -hmm. week. Yes. So we don't want to, like, throw too much at you to where you can't, you know, really dive into its meaning and we don't want to jump into too many chapters and not be able to dive into its true meaning yeah there we try to get mm-hmm. too much in okay so i'll start us off okay so in the land of i don't know if it's in yours like ooze or us i read it as oz like the wizard of oz <laughs> me too at first <laughs> let's go with that in the land of oz there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, ox, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. It's so interesting to like have you read yours and then me read mine because, I mean, this isn't what we meant to talk about, no, but no. Um, some of your words are more old fashioned than mine. And then where my words are more old fashioned, you said some about birthdays and mine didn't. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, birthdays. What? Okay. What um, version is yours? Um, it was just hold a feast. No, no, no. I mean, like. Oh. NIV, KJV. Um, ESV, I think. This was a gift from someone, so I don't know what version it is. Mine is NIV, but... ESV. ESV? Okay. I don't know what that means. I Anyways, so let's dive into this first section. Karen. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thoughts. Okay, so much. So I first noticed... How, okay, it says, this man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. What does it mean to fear God? Oh, that's a good Because I've heard people say, like, you fear God. Like, you know the great things that he can do. Like, Mm -hmm. fear doesn't necessarily mean something bad. I think. You just, like, it's like a respect. Yes, that's the word I was thinking of. Because I remember, this is this is story um in fifth grade we did this thing where it was like you made a project of yourself and it was like you finished the sentence it was like i my favorite color is blah blah blah. and i said i fear people say like spires whatever and i was like oh i heard people say you know fear god so i wrote that and someone made fun of me and they're like, you scared again? And I was like, I'm just, I don't understand. <laughs> I was 10. So I didn't understand what it really meant. But 
Yes, I don't think it's like a be afraid. I think it's a like respect for God, like you said, where it's like you know, you know, like all of his power and like what he could really make our lives miserable more than they already could be, you know, and he's being so merciful and he's letting us have these joys in life and giving us like, you know, the option to follow him or not, you know. No, yeah, I just that really caught my attention. And then in that same, the following verse, it says, He had seven sons and three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke, 500 donkeys. Like, he has those numbers in pairs. I just thought that was interesting. Like, he had three, three, five, five, seven, seven. Like, seven sons, 7,000 sheep, three daughters. Uh, 3,000 camels. Yeah. Oh, I never noticed 500 yoke, 500 donkeys. Like... And here in my notes, I'm like, God blessed him tremendously. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I've never noticed that. I never matched it up like that. And, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen 7,000 sheep all together in my entire life. I don't think I can even imagine that. I can't even imagine Like, right now in my head, I'm like, here's seven. (laughs) 7,000? Yeah, that's a lot. 7,000. Isn't there, like... A song. Seven times seventy times, times is what I do, do to make it right. Okay. Forgive this made away. That's uh, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's about forgiveness. <laughs> that's the song we're thinking of. So I'm, that's gonna be stuck in my head as I try to figure out it. Um, but yeah, he like you said, he's been very blessed because. I mean, he's obviously the greatest person of the East because that is a lot of just stuff to have, you know. And he talks about having lots of servants. It doesn't say how many servants, but if you think about it, it's like, I bet he's not feeding all those animals by himself. I'm sure he has lots of servants to yeah, do that. Yeah, 7,000 sheep. You got to have a the, lot of people. Think of all the acres you have to have. Wow. And how he like, I knew, that's a different thing, but... That's just a lot to have, you know. Um, I like how, so in the next part, it talks about, um, you know, his kids having birthday parties, like you said, and, like, having all these feasts. And then he's like, just in case, I'm going to, like, pray for any sins they may have had. I thought that was cool. No, I did, too. I was like, he was such a, like, a man of purity Mm -hmm. that... He not only thought about himself, but of Mm -hmm. others. Like, he was not selfish at all. Yeah. And then, also, I thought it was... Because this just popped in my head. Because I know some people... Like, this is a problem I think that we all have. Where we point out other people's sins. But in a judging way. Where it's like, we don't look at ourselves first. You know? Like, he is. He looks at his own sin first. Mm -hmm. And then, he's looking at other people... Not in, like, a judgmental way and not in, like, a, like, he's blameless. He sees what he's done and he's just trying to, like, be helpful and, like, pray for these people and for their their sins. And he's not, like, pointing it out and be like, you messed up. You did something bad. And if he's praying for his children, he must be praying, praying, praying for those who are working for him, too. Like you said, a lot of, he had a lot yeah. of servants. I imagine. Yeah. Okay. Next section. We're starting at verse six. Six. 
Now there is a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came along with them. Dun, dun, dun. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Mm -hmm, that's his name. That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job mm -hmm, fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. And he... And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hands. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out to the from the presence of the Lord. And Oh, yes, that's the end of the section. I almost got carried away. <laughs> okay. So I just, uh, I love that we have different translations because when you say uh, Satan went along with the sons, is that what you said? Yeah. Here it says, One day the angels came to present themselves for the Lord. Like angels and sons. Interesting. Yeah. Translations are weird. Not weird, just... Not weird, but, like, interesting. Yeah. They're different. <laughs> That's cool. So one thing that I noticed was, again, he, Satan was, like, pointing out all of the good characteristics of Job. He was blameless, upright, fears God, shuns evil. And then I don't know if, like... I'm reading this right, but I'm kind of like where he says, have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? I kind of take it like Satan is like, you've given him everything. Why wouldn't he appreciate that? Like, yeah. a, not sarcastic, but like. Like a taunt. Not, not yeah, a taunt. yeah, yeah. Kind of, I think. Yeah, also when I read it, I was thinking of like a hedge of protection. Because that's like a phrase. <laughs> um, like in Southern churches, like my mom um, she was like a Church of Christ person where they didn't play music or anything. Um, and that was her church growing up. That's, that's the only way I know how to describe it. And she was like, that was a phrase we use all the time. It was a hedge of protection. I pray for a hedge of, hedge of protection around you and your family. And I, I, just, I just never heard of that before. But I thought that's cool because I'm like, oh, that's where that comes from. It's from the Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was just like, that's a weird phrase. Where does that even come from? But that makes so much sense. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I totally got off topic from what your point was, but, um, I think you're right. I think when he was talking about, like, he should appreciate it, but like, the uh, words, I think we're, I think you're right. Thinking that Satan's like, well, psh, of course he's perfect because he hasn't had any trials or like real hard times in his life. And if yeah, you yeah, gave okay. him hard times, of course he would hate you. That's how okay. I took yeah, it. that's how I took it too. Okay. I just couldn't, I couldn't like find find the words the, to fit that, or to find a word to describe the tone that Satan was using. Yeah. I do have a question though. Yeah. So I want your opinion on this mm -hmm. because, so. <laughs> I just cause I don't know well, I don't know what to think about it so because Satan comes in he's strolling in with the angels and then God just brings up Job and he's like so what do you think of Job like like he's 
because then Satan has to ask for permission to test Job, mm-hmm. but it's like God's idea, which I mean, I guess it makes sense because God has to give permission for everything, and I guess he's giving the idea, but I was just like, interesting. Did, yeah, I guess, have you considered my servant Job? Oh gosh, that was a long pause. <laughs> it was not a long pause at all. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me. Because I was thinking that, you know, like sometimes, um, you know, God challenge us, challenges us um, in life to have us grow stronger in our faith. So I was thinking maybe he wanted like Job's faith to go stronger because it had been stagnant for so long i mean like yes he's still doing these amazing things like praying for his children and everything but his relationship hasn't gotten any deeper from that point because you know like satan says he hasn't had any like trials or anything to put him through to make his relationship with god stronger so maybe that's what it was or maybe you know Job like prayed for God to give him a challenge like test me Lord or something like that which don't pray that unless you really mean it don't do that that. (laughs) a pastor told me that once he's like unless you're really ready for that type of challenge don't pray for that because God will give it to you and I was like ooh and I like challenges so So then I thought about (laughs) it and then I was like you know what I'm ready I was not ready And I prayed, and I was like, Lord, I'm sorry. Obviously, we both knew I was not ready for this. (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, yeah. And then, okay, so it says in verse 12, the Lord said to Satan, very well, then everything he... Oh, wait, have we gotten to that part yet? Yeah. Okay, okay. I... It says very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. And here I wrote, God will allow Satan to test us, but he will not allow Satan to touch us. And I'm wondering if that's like, just like, obviously Satan's not going to come up to you and like physically touch you. Yeah. But I'm wondering if like, it's, well, is it spiritually and mentally? I think so for this, spoiler alert. So for this section, for chapter one, I think we say, like, don't, like, touch him. I think it's, like, physically and spiritually. Like, don't mess with him. You can mess with every aspect of his life, but don't actually mess with him physically or spiritually. Because in chapter two, God says, okay, you can touch him, but don't, like, you know, I think it says... Spoil it. Um, <laughs> I don't spoil it. Um, but it was something about, like, don't take his life or something. Um, and so, like, then he had, like, bumps all over him. It was itchy. Oh, um, okay, okay. So, but we'll dive into that next week. So make <laughs> sure to tune in next Tuesday. <laughs> now, back to our regular programming. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so I think that's just physically and spiritually. But I do, I do think, like, what you're saying, like, Satan can test us but he can't touch us i don't think he can touch us spiritually and were you were there on church on sunday right mm-hmm. when because i don't think satan can mess with us spiritually but i think he can mess with us mentally like um at church this past sunday our pastor was talking about how 
a majority of the conversations you have is with yourself in your head because you think like 50 to 70,000 thoughts, but you only speak like, what was it like? Around 10,000 yeah. words a day. So obviously a lot of the conversations you have are in your head and that's an easy way for Satan to like come in and make you think that, you know, something's going on when it's not. Like I thought me and my roommate were in a fight. I thought she was mad at me. She thought that I was mad at her. Neither of us were mad. We just <laughs> didn't talk to each other about it. We were just in our heads about it. And we just, we, like, Satan was building this divide between us because we weren't talking about it. And it was all these thoughts in our head. So I think Satan can't touch us spiritually, but he can mess with us mentally. And that's just a side note I wanted to throw in. No, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so verse 13. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the old oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabians attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the shall Deans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters are feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house. When suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are dead, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Finish number. Okay. Then Job, that's his name, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Then Job arose and tore his robes and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. The Lord gave and the Lord has has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Okay. So this part, well, I was thinking about this while you were reading it. Because we just talked about how vast, how much stuff he has. So, like, thousands of animals, obviously. So he must have lots of land. So in this story, for all these people to have escaped and show up to tell Job at the same time. I think it was only one person who escaped. No, because it said... It's one person from each event. Yeah, so like uh, four, four people four. in total. But it's like, you know, the camels could be like way, like, you know, 100 miles to the west or something. Or like miles to the west. And then the sheep that I got burned up could be like miles to the east. And some people are miles to the north. And they all came and they probably took probably all took them like a different amount of time of a journey to get there. And then to all show up at the same time is crazy do you does that make sense no yeah and like he must have been hit with like all All of of it at once and it's like (laughs) that could not drain you but that could like definitely put you in shock and you're just like oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) i imagine him in tears and i can't i keep coming back to this where he's it's like um he had so much things and i i honestly think that he really really truly did care for all of these animals and all of these people yeah. like to be hit with the news that they're all dead yeah or that they're all not with him anymore because it mm-hmm. says the camels were just taken away yeah to be hit with like hey shelby 
All of your friends are dead. Your family's dead. You have no home. Your school, you're not in school anymore. Imagine all of that being told to you at once. I think I would cry. Just you saying that, I was like, I'm going to cry. Can you stop? Lord, don't let this happen. I'm just giving yeah, you an example. Yeah, this is an example. Don't make it life. Oh, my gosh. I could I could not. Um, and then one thing, yeah, like you were saying, one person from each event managed to escape. Yeah. And I'm just like, what would have happened if no one had escaped? Then he wouldn't have known. And it wouldn't have been perfectly plotted out. So we got all this horrible news all at once so then it see it seemed it felt mm-hmm. like it the perception was that his whole world was falling apart all at once because he got all the news at the same time and that's just devastating really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> i think here i wrote um so then going to the i don't know it's verse 21 on mine i'm mm-hmm. not sure if it's that on yours but it uh Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. Here I have. I wrote down, we need to take care of our bodies, physical, spiritual, emotional, because it's the only precious part of us. Because, like, the raw, our rawest, I don't know if I'm Raw is like, so That's realist, when we are most yeah. at our raw, or, I don't know how you would say that correctly. <laughs> like, we are most at our raw, or, like, we're vulnerable. Yeah. And that makes us precious to God. Yeah. Like, when we are naked. So, he came to God, he's like... Here I am, and still I will worship you. Yeah. I Here know, I am. This is all I have. Because, tip. I mean, if you really think about it, our our bodies, our, you know, how we're thinking mentally, our spirit, is really the only thing that we can take care of. Because, you know, someone could come over and steal your camels. Some, a house could fall on your family. You can't control it. The only thing you control is yourself. And... With all this other noise, ha- I mean, this is devastating news, but with all this other noise around you, to just take what the only thing you could control and turn it to God is, like, amazing. And it's the only thing we can take, we'll, we'll be taking to heaven with us. Yeah, that's true. Like, we can't take any of our possessions, not even clothing. Yeah. Only us here, yeah. naked. I'm sorry, Lord, it's going to look real. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> he's seen us already, so it's not going to be awkward. It's going to look weird. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No. Okay. So something that really hit me because I read this Monday morning at also challenge. If you've listened to our other podcast, you've heard me talk about how I started doing this thing where I got up every morning. I listened to Christian music every morning. Well, getting ready for this podcast, I realized I'm like, I don't have any time during the day. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take time and my roommate's asleep when I get up. I'm going to get up. I'm going to, like, just 10 minutes earlier, I'm going to grab my Bible, and then I'm going to sit in the bathroom where the light's on so I can read it. (laughs) And I, you know, it has made me feel better because, so, just because it puts me in the right mindset for the rest of the day. And also, I'm a morning person, so learning in the morning helps me. So I challenge you, if you're a morning person, if you're a night person, read whenever you're that type of person where you can really focus and take in what you're reading. Because I think a lot of times if I try to read at night, it's like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm not really paying attention. I'm not a night person. And I can't really like zone into it and really get the material. But the thing that really hit me from this whole chapter was the last verse. 
because in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. And this hit me because I felt really bad, like kind of guilty because so my cat is missing. I know another sad story (laughs) from me, Um, (laughs) which is just (sighs) upsetting. Um, But so this is my cat. Her name is Kit Kat. I've had her since I was in the third grade. I'm now a junior in college, so it's like 12 years, and she's been missing for like over a week now. My parents just told me, and I was really upset, and the night before I read this chapter, I was talking to God. I was like, why did you have to do that? And I was so mad at him, and I was like yelling at him in prayer, and then I read this, and it says, Job didn't charge God with wrong, and I'm like, he lost his house. He lost all of his animals, his children, children. like his servants are probably all his friends. And I'm like, and here I am yelling at God for much less. I mean, I love my cat and I will be very sad about this. But like, it's not my, it's, it's a, it's a big piece of my heart, but it's not like the whole world. And then I just thought about it and I was like, you know what? God's probably, he's got a plan. He always had a plan for Job. This is a plan for me. And maybe she's better off wherever she is. But anyways, um, <laughs> no, I don't yeah. know. That made me feel guilty, and I felt bad. And I was like, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I sat in the bathroom. I was like, I'm sorry. I I was mean to you yesterday, and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, that's one of the verses that I really liked, too. And I was like, still, he praised. Here in my notes, I put, wow. <laughs> Most people would become angry at God. Me. They would ask God why he would allow something bad to happen. Also me. And they would turn away from God. And it just Almost made me, me think of like how people are always like, yes, you're Christian. I thought God was supposed to make everything better. And it's like, no, God doesn't like in church they were saying god yeah. does not promise that everything will be perfect yeah, he, he just promises that he will be with you yeah when the bad things happen he also he one thing he did promise that christians would be persecuted so obviously when you signed up you knew that the road would not be like nice and clean and easy going it would it would be hard you know and well just life in general is hard <laughs> life is hard hmm Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, another note I made. Okay. Uh, based on verse twenty-one, and the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. I put nothing we have is because of us alone. That's true. Everything we have is because God has given it to us. Yes. And that ju- I kind of connected that to where Satan was like, "But you've given him everything," and like that taunting mm-hmm. voice. And I was just like, "Yes, God gave him all these good things because he was Job was faithful to him." Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And. That doesn't mean, like, be faithful to God. He'll give you, like, everything the you million want. dollars you want. Like, you'll win the lottery. No. Like, that's uh, that's not how it's going to work. Because I remember when I was younger, I did think that. <laughs> I, I did. And I, um, cause the pastor talked about how he, would, he went to go to a visiting church far away. And he gave all of his cash to, like, um, the tithes just because he felt like he needed to. And then, like, his credit cards were stolen or something like that. So then he wasn't able to actually pay to get home. But people gave him money. And he didn't ask. They did. People were just like, oh, here you go, or whatever. So then I heard this when I was probably, like, maybe seven. So then I thought, ooh, if I give away all my money, I'll get a bunch of money back. 
And that's how I gave away all my allowance in a tie. <laughs> so that's not the goal. That's not the point. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So what's one thing that you are going to take away from this, from chapter one? From chapter one, I'm going to learn. Well, this is something I've been carrying with me all week was to not charge God with wrong when something bad happens. Because I think in our heads, we're like, we talk, we, when we tell other people, we're like, God's just testing you. It's a learning experience. You know, something worse could have happened. You know, he could be just saving you in your feelings. And then when it actually comes to us doing it, we're like, ah, I don't understand. So I'm actually going to take that advice that, you know, we tell the people and internalize it and actually use it. And I'm not going to be mad at God. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to learn from this. What you going to learn? I think and mm, something that I learned is that, yeah, you should turn to God even when you think that every... No, he didn't think. Everything was falling apart for him. Everything so like, was falling turning apart. Turning to him and still praising him. Yeah. But also, I think I'm going to look more into how, you know, people say God doesn't test you, that Satan is the one who's testing you. I don't know. Like, I don't... Mm, I'm going to try and say this. Okay, so yes, it says, say God gave Satan permission to test Job. Mm-hmm. And some people say that God gives puts you under a test and then i've heard some people say no god isn't the one who get puts you under the test it's satan like god will never test you like he it'll be satan who's testing you so like just find i guess looking more into like what's what what's going on like yeah will god test us i think um or, i just that whole part is like blurry in my mind or like hmm. i'm confused well i think so I understand why some people are saying that, like, because God would never put you through something that you can't handle with him, period. It's not whether you can handle it or not. It's with whether you can handle it with him or not. Or you can handle it with him. That's it. And, oh, my gosh, your hair tie. Um, but I think that God, this is just my opinion. I think God tests us because he brings up Job to Satan. And I think... Satan puts us through the trials. Satan actually does the harm and everything. But I think God sees it as an opportunity for us to grow and become better people and grow closer to him. And so, yes, he allows it to happen, but also it's his idea. But see, he gave Satan rules that protected us. He wasn't just going to be like, oh, yeah, go and just, like, destroy him as a person and kill him off. He was like, you can do this, but you cannot go past this. So I think even though God is letting this test happen, he's not going to, like, you know, push us past something. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. I really like Job. I'm really, I don't know why it's taken me so long to actually read Job. I think... So I got excited and I read ahead and I read one through four and I was reading one through two. I was like, oh my gosh, I know this. And then I got to three and I was like, I think I've only read one and two. I don't think I've actually read three. (laughs) And then I was like, this, this is different. This took a turn. Keep listening for next week to hear more about it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's close out in prayer. Close out in prayer. Shall we start? Okay. 
Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity to grow as a community of two with Karen and maybe more with whoever listens. Um, but also just thank you for the opportunity to learn from these past experiences of others to get to dive into their history and see how they dealt with these trials that they were put through um, and learning from that and seeing that as an example and knowing that you know we're not the only ones that have struggled with something and that we're not the only ones that are you know going through something and we can see an example on like how to deal with stuff and know that you're still on our side so thank you so much for that because I think sometimes we get so caught up in the dark bad stuff that we don't realize that you are always there and you will never put us through something that is too hard to handle that you will help us through that that's why you're there that's why you're testing us so then we can become closer to you god lord thank you for everything that you've done for us today thank you that you woke us up we're here we're breathing Mm -hmm. we had food for lunch and dinner thank you that you're always blessing us in the smallest way and this just kind of reminds me that i should appreciate everything i have Mm -hmm. whether i don't like actually like sometimes i'll be like i know i'm alive and I'll be like, eh. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if those noises describe anything, Lord, but they you know you do. know my thoughts. Because right now, I don't really know what, why I made those sounds. But, you know. But, yeah, I should appreciate that I'm able to make those sounds. And then I'm able to joke about it. Lord, thank you for teaching us that despite everything that happens or well, despite that, all the bad things that can happen. Oops, I touched the microphone. <laughs> despite all the bad things that can happen, that you you teach, well, through Job, he taught us to just, like, throw it off your shoulders. Don't think about it. Like, like Shelby was saying, like, that we shouldn't focus on those small things that of our world falling apart. I don't know if I'm making mm-hmm. sense, Lord. <laughs> you teach us not to focus on the bad and rather just to move on and come to you in your purest form. Thank you that you are always taking care of us and that you will never let Satan touch us because mm, he's a bad dude. He's a bad angel. <laughs> I don't want to come into contact with him, but I know sometimes we do. And Lord, just thank you for everything. I don't know if my prayer made any sense, but you know me. (laughs) You know my mind right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay. And we will be reading Job chapter 2 Let's do 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Oh, 3 gets interesting. (laughs) Let me tell you. I'm excited. Okay. (laughs) See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye.